The Boston Podcast Network is proud to present the Academy of Special Needs Planners, the podcast. Now here's your host, Kevin Urbach. Welcome. This is Kevin Urbach, National Director of the Academy of Special Needs Planners. Uh, This is the Academy's podcast. And today I'd like to welcome Jim Hike, who is a public benefits consultant and works with many families and individuals in qualifying them for public benefits. Uh, Jim has over 40 years of experience working with people with disabilities, primarily those with developmental disabilities. He began his work at the California Department of Rehabilitation, and he also worked for many years as the executive director of a California regional center, which really works on behalf of people with developmental disabilities. For the past multiple years, he has been working privately as an advocate. And so today's topic we're going to talk about is a very valuable public benefit that I don't think a lot of families understand very well. And it is called Childhood Disabled Beneficiary Benefits, um, or sometimes referred to as CDB. Uh, It was formerly known as Disabled Adult Child or DAC Benefits, which actually sounds a lot cooler. Um, But now they changed it to CDB for some reason. So Jim, how are you? Just fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. So can you tell us a little bit about childhood disabled beneficiary benefits? Yes. Um, Social Security Disability Insurance Childhood Disability Benefits, SSDI slash CDB, is one of the, the benefits that folks with disabilities, as you say many times, is, uh, are unaware of. What this is, is a benefit where a, a beneficiary an adult child, which means someone over the age of 18, can draw off of their parent's social security account. And that requires that the parents have worked, paid into the social security system, the required number of quarters. And depending upon what their age is, um, usually once they're over about in their 30s or 40s, that requires 10 years or 40 quarters. If they have paid into the social security system, then the adult child can pull off of their social security account. Well, that sounds great. And what, so what kind of uh, qualifications does a child or a person have to have to qualify for CDB benefits? Yes, they have to be over the age of 18, disabled prior to the age of 22. There's no means test for this benefit. In other words, the person can have all the money in the world. They can be getting um, income from other sources, not income, not earned income, but income from other sources. And they have to be considered disabled by Social Security regulations. So it sounds like somebody could be disabled before age 22, but might not receive the benefit until later. Is that correct? That is correct. It becomes somewhat problematic in the person applying for the benefit later in life in that, as I mentioned, they have to have been disabled prior to the age of 22. So if you get an individual who's in their 40s or 50s, um, it's sometimes very difficult to find records that show that they were disabled prior to the age of, of 22. 
And the um, other stipulation is that they, the individual cannot have worked and achieved um, a, a certain level of income since they were 22. So when would they start being paid for this benefit or when would they qualify? Uh, does the parent just, does the parent have to die or is this under disability or retirement or, or how, when would they begin being paid? Good question. So in addition to the individual being over the age of 18 and disabled prior to the age of 22, the individual cannot apply for this benefit until one of the parents, again, who is paid into the social security system and earned the required number of credits, that that parent, one or both of the parents, is either on social security retirement, social security disability, or deceased. So that many times, as you mentioned, the application for the benefit may be years later because the parents haven't yet reached uh, retirement age or hasn't become disabled. Of course, the parent could become disabled at any time, um, but for retirement and uh, it's in early 60s. So how do people with disabilities um, learn about this benefit? If a parent retires or becomes disabled, does Social Security automatically trigger a childhood disabled beneficiary benefit? That would be nice if that occurred, but it does not. It is an application process. Um, interestingly enough, when an individual goes uh, applies for Social Security disability or Social Security retirement, the, the the parent is asked if they have a disabled child. That does not make that does not that is not an application for the benefit, but it just gets into the record that the parent has a disabled child. But once one of the parents does go on social security retirement, disability, or is deceased, then the adult child has to apply for this benefit. And it has some other requirements that, that we can talk about. Okay. Um when you say um, other requirements, what, what are you thinking? What, what are we talking about? So first of all, as I said, the person must have a disability prior to the age of 22, and that would be a disability that falls under the regulations of Social Security, and that that disability results in the individual not being able to achieve what's called substantial gainful activity, which is Social Security's term for a person being disabled and not being able to, to, to work. And this year, it's operationally defined as the capability of earning $1,220 per month gross. So the person has to have a disability, and that disability has to result in them not being able to achieve substantial gainful activity, SGA. Okay. And how much are they paid if they qualify for this program? Good question. It is based upon the benefit that the parent is receiving. It does not affect in any way the amount that the parent would receive, either in their Social Security check or their Social Security disability insurance. But the amount that the, the disabled adult child or childhood disability beneficiary receives is based upon 50% of what the parent is receiving. So if the parent is on Social Security retirement and is getting $1,200 a month, then the adult child would get 50% of that or 600 Now, when the parent is deceased, 
then the benefit goes up to 75% of what the parent was receiving at the time of their death. Oh, that, that, that sounds like a very valuable benefit. What if um, both parents are, say, retired? Um, do, does the person get benefits from both parents? Good question. No, they do not. They get the benefit that is off the highest wage earner. In other words, the highest level of, of benefit. I've had cases where Social Security was having the individual draw off the parent that had the lesser benefit. And they um, they made up and paid retroactively to that to that adult disabled child the amount that they should have received had they been pulling off of the parent who had the higher benefit level, the higher income. Um, and so it 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 needs to or it should go off of the parent that has the the higher income or the higher benefit level. And so. I know that you and I discussed SSI in a separate podcast, and in that program, we did have a means-tested program, and if they qualified for it, they were eligible immediately for Medicaid. Does CDB benefits have any type of health care component to it? Yes, it does. After the individual, the, the adult child, has been um, eligible for this benefit for 24 months, and then there, I believe there's an additional three-month waiting period, then they are eligible for Medicare, which is a, a very good health, health benefit and actually is a, a better health benefit uh, than, than the Medicaid that is under SSI. But I believe they can still qualify for both if they otherwise qualify for Medicaid, correct? So you can have both Medicare and Medicaid? Yes, that's a very good point. You have some people who, when they get the 50% off their parents' account, let's say, is only two or $300, then they may also qualify, if they have limited resources, they may also qualify for, for an SSI check. So you have some individuals that are getting both SSI and SSDI CDB, and therefore they're getting both Medicaid and Medicare, and so that's what we, we refer to as, as MediMedi. Okay. Well, one of the issues that I've seen come up or had um, adults come to me for planning is when mom or dad might be considering early retirement. Um, how does that impact this CDB benefit? Good question. As I said, the, the, the benefit is, is, is by the adult disabled child pulling off the parent's social security benefit. And so if the parent makes the decision to begin receiving that Social Security retirement benefit at age 62, instead of, if, instead of waiting until what's called full retirement age or even beyond that, the, the child will be eligible to apply for that benefit. The only downside is that the, parent, the amount that the parent is receiving and therefore the amount that the adult child is going to receive is going to be reduced. So there's sort of a... a, a a good and a bad news there that that the early retirement of the parent allows the child to go on the benefit, but it's going to be at a reduced amount. And are we talking about a significantly reduced amount or is it pretty de minimis? It could be. If, for instance, right now, if an individual given when they were born is eligible for uh, early retirement at age, social security retirement at 62, the amount that they receive at 62 is only about one half of what they would receive if they waited until they were 70 years old. So again, the good and the bad news, you know, if they wait, they get 
more, which means the adult child gets more, but that would postpone the child getting the benefit and would postpone the child getting the Medicare. And so let's say that this adult child with a disability uh, is eligible for CDB benefits, but they have a disability that prevents them from managing their own financial care. Um, what happens to that monthly check? Yeah, so if Social Security determines in their sole discretion that the beneficiary, the adult disabled child, is not capable of handling their own money, or if they're not capable of doing the reporting that is necessary given this benefit, then Social Security can appoint a representative payee. And Social Security first turns to a family member to determine if that family member is appropriate to receive the funds, the benefit amount each month for the adult child, and also to do the reporting that's done throughout the year. If there's any change, for instance, if the adult child began working, there's a requirement that the 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 income that that child is earning has to be reported to Social Security, and we can talk about how that affects the benefit. Um, but then on an annual basis, that representative payee has to fill out what's called the annual representative payee report and explain what they did with the benefit monies that they received on behalf of the adult disabled child. And are there limitations on how they can spend the money? It is to be spent, obviously, for the individual, but no, there are no, there are no limitations on, on what it can be spent for. Okay. So kind of going back a little bit, this sounds like a much more valuable public benefit than SSI is. Would, would that be a fair characterization? Yes, it, it is. And, and in particular, because it's not means tested. So the individual can have, the adult disabled child can have money in the bank. They can have family members give them money on a monthly basis to help them with their living expenses. Um, someone can pay for their food and shelter. All those types of income, which are called unearned income or in-kind income, those do not affect this benefit. The only income that affects this benefit is what's called earned income. Okay. So I think I understand. So if somebody's disabled before age 22, um, they might be 40 years old or 50 years old before their parent retires. And so they would not be eligible for this program until that retirement age, correct? That's right. Until the parent retires, goes on disability or dies. And what happens, because I, I think I've met many people in meetings where the parents were retired and had been retired for 10 years didn't even know this benefit existed. So then they applied 10 years after their child was eligible. Do they get all that back pay for when they should have been being paid? No, they do not. It would be back to the date of application. So it sounds like it's super important that parents are aware that if, they're, if they either retire or become disabled or the surviving parent or loved one might want to make sure that if their parent dies, that that person is getting um, an application in as soon as possible. Yes. And, and the older the person is, of course, then the more difficult it is to prove that they were disabled prior to the age of 22. So that's another reason to get it done as soon as, soon as they're eligible to apply for this benefit. So it sounds like um, some people might be eligible for supplemental security income or SSI 
for many years, and then they made transition over to childhood disabled beneficiary benefits. Um, is that transition a very smooth transition? Or are there any issues that come up? Well, it's interesting because, as I said, the the person becomes eligible for if they apply for the SSDI CDB, it may take a number of months for the eligibility to be determined. It could take four to six months. And if the person is on SSI, that SSI is continuing for that four to six months. But when the individual becomes eligible for the SSDI CDB, they're paid retroactively or they're eligible to be paid retroactively back that four or six months. But the problem is they've been receiving SSI in that four to six months. So there has to be a whole sorting out of a payback of that SSI and then the um, the actual awarding of the SSDI. So it takes a number of months for the, for the dust to settle and it can become very confusing to the families as they receive a number of different letters talking about um, adjustments to to both of those benefits. Okay. So if somebody is disabled before age 22, but then gets a job at some point in their life before, and then maybe they work for a period of time and then they can't continue, does that have any impact on their eligibility for childhood disabled beneficiary benefits? Yes, and that becomes problematic many times. So you can have an individual who was disabled prior to the age of eight, uh, 22, they're over the age of 18, so they're an adult. But then, as we said, there could be quite a waiting period before they can apply for the benefit because the parent hasn't gone on disability or retired or, or been deceased. And during that time, once they're, when they're over 22, they may have worked a little bit. And so if they've worked and achieved what's called substantial gainful activity that we mentioned, which is for this year, it's $1,220 per month gross, then they are not eligible to receive that benefit. So they, so they may have worked. And even if they didn't achieve the, the level of substantial gainful activity, which again is a monetary amount that is set each each year, a number of years ago, SGA may have only been three or $400. And so if they were, even if they didn't earn that much, if they were capable of earning that much, then they were not considered disabled since the age of 22, and they would not be eligible for this benefit. Okay. Well, that would be kind of tragic. Is there any way around it? What if the only reason they got the job was because they had job supports and a job coach? Does that matter? Yes, and there's actually a form that we we use from Social Security that's and it's called subsidized employment. So, in other words, the employer was, may have hired this individual, but may have given a special circumstance to the individual, uh, such as um, giving them additional supervision, or most importantly, if they didn't expect this individual to to produce at the same level that another employee that they hired that's not disabled would be expected to perform at, then this form that we fill out actually has the employer confirm or, or, or state that this individual is only working at, let's say, 60% or 50%. And so then the wage that the individual earned during that time, let's say they earned $500 a month, and the employer says they were only at 50%, then Social Security would consider that their earnings was only $250 a 
per month. So that's a very important. Um, and the other is, as you alluded to, you could have that the individual was receiving um, a job coach from maybe a, a state agency that provides job coaches. And that job coach um, had to help the person do the job. Therefore, the earnings that the person earned can be discounted by the percentage that the employer says that the employee was um, not producing at 100%. Okay. And what happens if that person with a disability gets married? Does having a spouse affect any of this um, benefit? Uh, My understanding is that it would not. You might correct me on that, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm asking the expert here. (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. well there's always things i learn every day sounds like cdb benefits i and i know that um sometimes i still hear it referred to as dac benefits um right are are an excellent benefit for people with disabilities and i mean i know in my practice i have talked to families and i'm in setting up the special needs plan for their loved one with special needs and we get get into the details and we find out that dad or mom has been retired for many years and no one even knew this benefit existed. Is there some place right. they can go to find out more about this benefit? Well, certainly online. Um, I work with lots of families and that's one of the first things I do is, uh, is doing a public benefits assessment is, is making sure that, that all of these benefits have been considered. But you're right. This is sort of a, a hidden or unknown benefit that Many people are, are just not aware of, and it's a great benefit because it can pay, depending upon what the parent's benefit is, it can pay more than the SSI, and it has that Medicare, and it doesn't have the stipulations of, of, uh, res- of being means-tested. So it, it is really a, a great benefit. Okay. Um, well, Jim, if people want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Right. Best way would be either through email, which would be jfhike. So that's J-F as in Frank, last name hike, spelled H-U-Y-C-K at yahoo.com. Or they can call me at 916-529-5300. And is there anything else on childhood disabled beneficiary benefits that um, parents or loved ones or people with disabilities um, should be on the lookout for any any issues that arise that you see in, in when advising families. Yeah, the other one we didn't talk about was the fact that the the social security gives the individual an opportunity to try working out, to try working. And so the if the individual um, wants to see if they can work and earn money, uh, they can continue to receive their full monthly benefit and and work. They have to report their wages to social security. And if they earn over about $440 per month gross, then it can trigger what's called a trial work period. And during that trial work period, their monthly cash benefit will continue and that Social Security will monitor how well this person is is doing working. How much are they earning? The individual has to submit their pay stubs and Social Security will look at the individuals working in nine months in a five-year window. And that nine months can be consecutive nine months, or it could be two months in this year and two months in the following year. And it totals nine months in a five-year window. And if the individual is capable of achieving that SGA, substantial gainful activity, then they lose their monthly benefit. 
their Medicare can continue up can continue up to 84 months through through an ex- extended trial work period, um, but they would lose their benefit. So it, the government does give the opportunity for the person to try working through the trial work period process. Okay, and just to take a step back about the effect of marriage on CDB, you do have to be unmarried. Okay, the yeah, I, I sort of had that feeling. So, yeah, one exception to that rule is if your marriage is to someone who is receiving Social Security other than as a minor child or student child. So, yeah, so I guess don't get married if <laughs> you want to get this benefit. Correct. So that, that does have an issue. Although if your marriage ends either because of divorce or death, you may be able to get CDB benefits again. Okay. Good to know. All right. Well, it's been my pleasure having this conversation with you, Jim. If you would, if any of the audience would like the, this podcast, please share it with a friend or colleague if you liked it. Um, and also, if you'd like to subscribe to our future podcast, please do so on iTunes. And if you'd like a copy of this particular podcast, it's available at either the website pod, pod617.com or my law firm at herblaw.com, U-R-B-L-A-W.com. Thank you, Jim. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.